Welcome back to 5 a.m. Theology. Chris, Genesis chapter 27 is, is kind of a crazy chapter. It's the chapter where Rebecca and Jacob deceive Isaac and get the blessing for Jacob instead of Esau. But there's so much there. They're just the epitome of a dysfunctional family. Absolutely. Because there's deceivers and people that don't care about lots of stuff they should. And it's just a crazy mess. When I was reading through it, you know, I was thinking disobeying God and sinning against God is obviously the most destructive thing you can do. But we can do a lot of destructive things within our family to our family members. And I, I made a little note here of all the things you can do. You can, um, you can deceive your spouse about something. You can play favorites with your kids. You can not hold your kids accountable for things they do. You can conspire with one kid against another one of your kids. You could ignore obvious issues between your children. And Isaac and Rebecca don't just check one of these things off their list. They check them all off. They do. And we see many of these things, if not all of them, again and again in scripture. And, you know, when we start in Genesis 27, you know, one of the first things it says is Isaac's eyes were dimming. I think that's verse one. Of yes. it. And that often means like spiritual dimness. And we see it here big time. Yeah. And, you know, you can't read 27 without reading previous chapters because then you're a little lost because in right. previous chapters, obviously God told Rebecca that Jacob would be the younger and that he was the chosen one, that he was the one that was going to be in the godly line. And the older brother was going to serve the younger, meaning Esau and, and that Jacob would be the stronger one. So God had already told them what was going to happen in their family. But, you know, we're not told that she tells Isaac that. We're not told that she does. I can't imagine why she wouldn't. She has twins in her womb. God tells her something about him. You would think she would tell her husband. I can't imagine why you wouldn't. I, I can't imagine either, but she's deceiving her husband. Now, if, if she did tell him, well, Isaac's got a problem immediately because he calls in Esau to give him the blessing of the firstborn. So if he knew, then Isaac's disobeying God. Well, you know, I have some notes in my Bible about this whole thing with Isaac calling in to bless Esau. And like I said, I believe that he probably did know that. I, I can't imagine all these years that she doesn't mention it to him. No, and, and here here's the here's the truth of the matter. When he does that, by the time he does that, lots of stuff has happened. It, it, Isaac still wants to give Esau this blessing, despite the fact that Genesis 26 to 35 tells us at age 40, Esau married two Hittite wives, Judith and uh, Basimath. And that both of those women made life miserable for both him and Rebecca. So yeah. Isaac wants to pass this blessing of God onto a son that has by this time also sold his birthright for a bowl of lentil stew, who has, he, he's a polygamist, 
And he's married women who were outside of people they should have been marrying. He married two women. They were both Hittites. And they caused, it says again, they caused Rebecca strife. So this is what Isaac's trying to do. He's trying to give God's blessing to this guy, this son. And the other's not married yet. And we aren't told he's done any of these type of things. You're right. Esau thought he was going to die if he didn't have stew. And I mean, that's what he thought of his birthright. He's like, fine, I'll take it for a bowl of stew. But Chris, then you got to look at Rebecca here. Rebecca was told Jacob would be God's chosen one. Yet she's determined to make sure she makes that happen. Right. She doesn't trust God to make it happen. Right. When Isaac calls Esau in and says, you know, I want to give you the blessing, go out, hunt game, make me tasty food and bring it back to me. Scripture says that Rebecca was listening. And when she, after she heard it, she started deceit. Matter of fact, it's Genesis 27, five. It says Rebecca was listening when Isaac spoke to his son Esau, when Esau went to the field to hunt for game, Rebecca said to her son, Jacob, I heard your father speak to your brother Esau. And she goes on and tells him, lays out this elaborate plan to deceive Isaac. Why doesn't Rebecca just go in and say to Isaac, hey, you're giving Esau this blessing, but it's not his. God said it was Jacob's. Why not just reason with him and be a good wife and tell her husband what he what needs God to said. Know, What God said. Yeah, yeah, exactly. There is something that sticks out to me in this passage. And I think this was only in the last few years that I wrote these notes. So we, we know that Esau is Isaac's favorite. And Genesis 25 tells us why. It says, because Isaac had a taste for wild game, he loved Esau. Right. Now, that's your stomach ruling you. <laughs> and then we see that passed on to Esau, where he's so famished, he sells his birthright for a bowl of stew. Yeah. Both of them, their stomach is leading them to down bad paths. And maybe we should take our getting our eating in line and under control and whatever. Maybe we should make that more of a priority than many of us do. And we get accused of it all the time being Christians and, you know, not being able to control our eating. Everybody talks about, oh, you talk about all these other sins, but you never mention gluttony. But maybe we should take gluttony a little bit more seriously. Uh, yeah, I, I agree. And as far as Rebecca, it says she favored Jacob. We don't know why. Jacob, people think he was kind of effeminate and stuff, but he wasn't. I mean, he's a shepherd. He grows up to be a shepherd. He keeps flocks for 14 years for his uncle down. Plus, you know, he has 12 sons. I mean, he's not some effeminate, wimpy guy. He just is more well-rounded. And we don't know why Rebecca favored him. It could be because she knew he was the chosen one. Well, maybe it was because Esau was so favored by his father. That could be too. That could I mean, be- we see that all the time. Yeah, we do. We try to try to balance it out, but yeah, it, they both fail as parents. They play favorites. Obviously, they had to see signs of problems between their sons. They do nothing about it. They ignore what God says. Isaac blatantly ignores it and decides he's going to bless Esau. Rebecca blatantly ignores it and decides she's going to make Jacob get the blessing. Right. She doesn't trust God. Yeah. And 
Isaac is too blind. You know, Chris, you were talking about weak eyes are spiritually blinded. Now he probably was physically almost blind too, but I think it is spiritual because he doesn't even try to investigate further when his instincts are telling him something's wrong. When Jacob came in, you know, first thing Isaac said is how'd you get success so fast? And then Jacob doesn't even try to disguise his voice because Isaac said, well, you know, I feel you, you're hairy like Esau, but you sound like Jacob. And Jacob, for his part, he uses God as the reason, you know, well, God gave me success. That's why I'm here Yeah. so quickly. And yeah. in the meantime, Esau is off hunting game to get a blessing that he forfeited the right to for Stu. So this family is, is so messed up and dysfunctional. And they're sinning in so many ways. It's it's just crazy. I mean, all the deceptions going on. Rebecca deceiving her husband and her son, Esau. Jacob deceiving his father and his brother and going along with his mother's sin. Esau deceiving himself, thinking he deserves the blessing when he sold his birthright. Isaac deceiving himself. I mean, come on, you can be blind, but how do you not know your kids' voices? Yeah, well, he obviously did, but he just, I don't know, but it's very dysfunctional. And yet these are the people God uses because God only has sinful people to use and he uses them mightily. Yeah. And Jacob was always one of those people you look at and you're like, you gotta be kidding. I mean, he's the constantly cheating. He's selfish. He, but God uses him. I mean, look at Samson. He uses Samson. You don't get much worse than Samson character wise. That's exactly right. Even after the deceit is revealed, it's said that Isaac trembled violently when he found out, you know, when Esau comes in finally. But it kind of stops there. He doesn't do anything to hold Jacob or Rebecca accountable. No. And no. You talk about why. No, we're not told why. But you talk about God using sinful people. One of the biggest sins that leads to a lot of consequences as passivity in men. We see it all through the Bible over and over and over again. Yeah. We're going to see it in Jacob. Yeah, absolutely. Jacob is really passive, which he probably learned from his father, who Isaac might've learned from Abraham, who kind of sat back and let Sarah do what she wanted. And all the way down to Adam, who let Eve eat some fruit. She had no business eating. That's exactly right. The sin doesn't stop because after it's all revealed, what's Rebecca's reaction? Look, your brother Esau is really mad at what you did. You need to get out of here. He wants to kill you. He wants to kill you. No (laughs) repentance, no confession, nothing. No, yet Isaac and Rebecca are in the godly line. We will see Isaac and Rebecca in heaven. We were talking about, last time how we won't see Cain in heaven we will see Isaac and Rebecca we will see Jacob and Jacob yeah yeah we yeah. won't see Esau but we will. we will see those others so like I said God only has sinful people to use and he uses them despite their sin and I think the saddest part of this whole commentary this whole narrative which we see a lot is that so much sin and deception was perpetrated to give or get the things that God had already sovereignly promised. They didn't have to do any of that. There's always 
when I read this passage, I always think of Samson. You know, God called Samson to be a judge to save the Israelites from the Philistines. Samson did nothing but sin his entire life. God still used him and God accomplished what he had purposed to accomplish. But Samson didn't have mm -hmm. to get it done by all the sin. And all it did was cause a lot of heartache and consequences. This is the same thing. The way it ends up, Jacob gets the blessing. Jacob's in the godly line. Esau ends up being the father of one of the most hated enemies of Israelites, uh, Edom. And that's mm -hmm. always the way it was going to be. Jacob was always going to be loved. Esau was always going to be hated, but they didn't need As to do it this Romans. way. Right. That's exactly right. They didn't need to, and they still did because they didn't trust God to work mm -hmm. it out himself. Uh, if Rebecca had gone into Isaac and said, this is not what God told us, and then left it there and let God deal with him, yeah. it's, it's, God still would have worked it out. He still would have worked it out that Jacob was the one. God's going to accomplish his will. And it's a good lesson. It's a good lesson I'm going to do it for that. me, you know, that I don't need to try to make God's plan come to fruition. He's good. He doesn't need you to make it come to fruition, Rose. No, he doesn't. Uh, doesn't need me at yeah. all. Yet sometimes I think maybe he does. Maybe he just needs me to put events in certain ways, but he doesn't. He doesn't. And that's where we're one today. Thanks for joining us. Have a blessed morning.